Welcome back to One Winning Pod, where uh, we're still not at 100% full strength. We have myself, we do not have Chris this week, and we only have half of Alex's voice. So, <laughs> one and a half of your usual podcast here, but here to help us talk about uh, this coming matchup with the Ravens and the Steelers at the name of the <laughs> Steel, no, no longer Heinz Field, uh, I'm forgetting exactly what it's called at the moment, but is uh, is Steve, a good friend of ours from... Uh, a dynasty fantasy league that we started up last year. Uh, so Steve, welcome to, uh, I believe this is your first time on the show. It is. Hey guys, great to be here. Been looking forward to it. So re- remind us quickly again, what, what is the new name of the Steelers stadium? Their new sponsor? <laughs> uh, apparently it's Acrisure Stadium. Um, Acrisure. Acrisure Stadium, which is a, I, I guess an insurance company in Michigan, I think. Yeah. I <laughs> Got it. Yeah, so so not a not a crypto company. So that name might be there for a bit. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, the, 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 most most Steelers Nation are still going to call it Heinz Field for forever. So. Yeah, I feel like it's completely lost in the lore. PSI Net Stadium of uh, <laughs> the Ravens' old stadium name. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Like I I still remember. I don't think of it as that, but I do remember it. And like so many people are like astonished to hear that it was ever called something else. Like even just casual fans that definitely were around back then. <laughs> I think the only reason I'll ever remember it is just because, um, just because that was what the name of the stadium was for that first Super Bowl. So you know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't remember that one. PSI. It was literally just two thousand and two thousand one, and then the company tanked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think it was uh, that year, and then like before it was just like Raven Stadium, because they didn't have it. <laughs> All right. But anyways, back to 2022. So we have um, a game that, man, Alec, I don't know if you remember when we did the scheduling uh, show, when we talked about what this Ravens schedule came out, but I remember just being not too excited that both the games against the Steelers were put in the second half. I was just like, I knew that this was not going to go well. I knew that, you know, <laughs> I wanted one of those games being the first half of the season we could get the Mitch Trubitsky Steelers while they were still trying to figure things out. And before they'd get, let Kenny Pickett and George Pickens get some games under their belt. But here we are. Or the early, or the early on Pickett where he's still feeling, you know, I that feel too. Like exactly. A little better each game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, well, we'll take your take at it from an outside perspective. It looks to me like the last couple games, the Steelers, you know, they're not there yet, but they're starting to mold the clay. They're starting to figure out, uh, some things here on the fly to me it at least looks like they have direction how much of that direction is there yet i don't know but um yeah where's what's your current uh feel for this team right now well you know they they have looked a little better each week um the uh the um the offense is 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 really conservative um and they they want to be a run first team um and and that's gotten gradually better. Like the last, the last few games, they've, they've had really a, a lot of success running. Um, and, and uh, so, um, yeah, I think, I think the last two games have been, have been Kenny Pickett's best games. Um, and so, so, you know, I, I feel like things are, <clears throat> are trending in the right direction. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously enthusiastic. I was, uh, um, you know, three or four weeks ago, I was just, you know, had absolutely no hope for 
the Ravens games. And now I, even, even though, even though they're always close, even though, even though, you know, to some extent you can throw out the records, I just was, you know, didn't feel like they had much of a, a chance this year. And now I, I feel like they do. I feel like, like, like things are, are turning around. So I'm, I'm excited to watch them. I do remember Peter, your comment of being mad there in the second half and seeing how the season has transpired. I agree. <laughs> you know, like it is very <laughs> on the nose that they are a better team now than they were when they started the season. And the Ravens are a something of a team. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think they're better. I don't think they're necessarily worse. I think they're more underperforming than ever. I don't know if that's and, even a fair like state. I don't know. And, and their, and their vectors are in opposite directions with injuries too. I mean, mm-hmm. The, the Steelers right now are about as healthy as they've been all year. Um, and and uh, the last couple of games, we've had TJ Wadback back and, and he just he hasn't quite looked himself yet. So, you know, figure each week, you know, hopefully he's going to get a little better. Um, you know, his first week back, Mink Fitzpatrick was out with an appendectomy. And 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 uh, so. um uh, Najee Harris was a little banged up, but I just, I kind of feel like, like right now, this week might be the best. If Chris Boswell's back, this might be the best week injury wise that we've had all season. So timing mean, worked out well for, for us. <laughs> Not so well with, with Lamar though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any, any news with him for this week? I haven't seen anything today. Yeah. It's definitely sounding like he's going to be out. Uh, for at least this coming game, possibly a few more. We commented it last show. I personally, the, the wording about it is making me a little nervous because I can remember last year after the Cleveland game, it was like, well, we'll see how long he's out. You know, it could be day to day, could be week to week. And of course that turned into, well, you know, the high ankle sprain and then he was out for the rest of the year. This is a knee injury, so it's not the same. Um, but he, while he was able to get off the field by his own power, he did not look terribly good when they did the tunnel cam. He looked like he was uh, leaning heavily on the railing to to walk on his right leg. But yeah, I'd be. I, it, it, the signs are pointing to this being a, a duel between Tyler Huntley and Kenny Pickett, which could mean it's in reality a duel between the Ravens defense and the Steelers defense. Ultimately, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I do think though that. Uh, regardless of who is back there at quarterback for the Ravens, um, it they're going to want to run the ball a lot, whether it's with Gus Edwards, his injury status is up in the air a bit, whether it's with Kenyon Drake, certainly with the quarterback. Um, so uh, where is the Steelers rushing defense right now this year? I know last year they were among the league's worst, if terrible. not the worst. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Latavius Murray looked like, uh, gosh, a pro-, pro Bowl running back in both those games against the Steelers last year. Well, well, they've, again, they've just been trending in the right direction. It's, it's been improving. During the first half of the last two weeks, they've looked like the 76 Steel Curtain. I mean, they just, you know, the Falcons are a tough running team, and they – absolutely set them down. Same with the Colts. Like, you know, first half, Jonathan Taylor was like a zero. So they were, they were unbelievably stout in the first half, but then, you know, similarly in both of those, the second half things loosened up a little and they were mediocre ish uh, in the second half. So 
So it's a question of if they can if they can if they can play a complete game at defense. But I do think, you know, I, I think they're stronger on run defense than pass defense. And so um, mm. it's it, on both sides. It's kind of strength against strength uh, with the rushing defense uh, on both sides. I'm very concerned about this run game. I think without the threat of Lamar, it definitely decreases its uh, explosiveness. And we're not sure about Gus. Hopefully Dobbins can play in this game, but unclear and probably unlikely. I think next week, the week after will be the week that he's finally back. But one can hope, as I was saying last episode, <laughs> that he'll be able to be activated. Because I think he might be the shot in the arm this offense desperately needs at this point mm. to get back on track, particularly with Lamar missing at least this game, it sounds like. And, and to echo Peter, man. A lot of coaches say this, so it's not that surprising, but like day to day to week to week. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so different. They're for, so, for, so different. For who? Is that for, uh, for Lamar? For, Dab- for Dobbins? No, Lamar, there he said he was day to day, week to week. And, okay. um, and, and, and last week here when he got hurt, it was like, oh, it should be like only a couple weeks. And then it, it went on for like eight weeks, and he still wasn't good by the time the Super Bowl was coming around. And like, Steelers keep dodging the Lamar bullet. I mean, they. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> they do, like, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, last year, I, I don't know if we played him either time. No. I don't know. And then we, you know, we played, uh, we played uh, um, Robert Griffin the yeah. year before. And, uh, oh, see, so you guys did play Lamar last year, so that was the game before he got yeah, the hurt. First game, yeah, that was the, the first one, game. Yeah, that was the one with the two point conversion attempt at the end. Yeah, yeah, that fun game. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it definitely sounds like he'll be out this week. I wouldn't. It's funny, like. Harbaugh basically says he's unlikely to make it, but it could happen. And he's like, but surely they're going to game plan for both of those quarterbacks. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> right. They, they played Har- or they played Lamar so many times. Why do they have to game plan for him this time? Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. focus on Huntley. Well, and, and they're, you know, I know there's a, there's a, a significant difference in talent, but there's, they're pretty similar in stylistically. I think, I mean, I don't think Huntley's not high, Huntley's not quite the threat that Lamar is, but he's still, you know, he's he's got, he, he's mobile. He's mobile, yeah. We're um, <laughs> you actually hit right on a pet peeve that I talked about last episode of um, I mean, so yeah, sure, they're both athletic quarterbacks, and in that sense, yes, they can both run and throw. But I do think that the mobility of Lamar Jackson is very different than what you have with, with Huntley. Um, Lamar's way more dynamic in the open field. His footwork yeah. is uh, light years ahead of Huntley. Um, yeah. And that's not to say that Huntley can't... I, I mean, Huntley's clearly effective as a runner. Uh, you look at his numbers, but um, I feel like his style is a lot easier for defenses to adjust to because he doesn't have as many moves and variations to what he does as as someone like Lamar does. Yeah. So that is something that would concern me is a team, especially because the Steelers will be seeing Huntley for, for the second time. It's much easier to game plan for a mobile quarterback in the style of Huntley than it is for Lamar. So, um, you know, again, we're talking once again about (laughs) how the Ravens are already beat up on, on rushing, uh, really hoping that I'm wrong there and that, and that the Ravens will still be able to, to keep Huntley kind of a a surprise for the Steelers defense, because we know they're going to need as much help as they can, uh, from the running game um, and you know the passing game as well he did say they're weaker 
there in the passing game. Um, one thing I'm, I'm really interested, though, is uh, in that vein, how they do against defending the tight end. Because, you know, right now with the Ravens, with, um, with Rashad Bateman out for the year, uh, the Ravens really need to lean on, on Mark Andrews heavily. And uh, if, if there's a mismatch there with the Ravens, uh, with Mark Andrews against the Steelers' pass defense, I think the Ravens are really going to try their hardest to exploit that uh, pretty hard. And then not just with Andrews, but with uh, rookie tight end Isaiah Likely, who's really come on well in the past few weeks as well. Yeah. And, and uh, that, I, I, you know, I think that will be the, uh, the, the toughest matchup, the Steelers. I don't know. I don't know who they'll, you know, they, 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 they keep saying that, that uh, Robert's playing uh, inside linebackers good in coverage, but I don't know. I don't <laughs> see him as anything special and they're, they're um, yeah, they're, they're inside linebackers have been, very hit and miss this year. They, 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 it was a, it was a real weak point last year and this year it's been average, I guess, uh, you know, miles Jack is an improvement, you know, but, but, you know, he's not, uh, a superstar. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know who they'll line up, uh, against Andrews. Um, and, and I do think that would be, that would be the, 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 way the Ravens would you know, their best mode of attack against the Steelers would be the tight end. Yeah. Those, those short middle of the field, uh, uh, passes have been, have been a bugaboo for the Steelers this year. One of their, one of their starting cornerbacks, Akella Willis Witherspoon, he's been out for, for about six weeks. And, uh, so, uh, they, they, you know, they traded for William Jackson, who immediately went on IR right after. Oh. <laughs> so, so, uh, their, their backfield, uh, is a little banged up. Um, but it hasn't been, you know, it, it hasn't shown up a lot. Akello Witherspoon was not having a very good season before he got injured. Um, Cam Sutton has, has been, doing doing quite well and uh levi wallace has, has had some good games lately so uh despite the injuries their 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 cornerbacks you know have been all right and they're very strong at safety um but nevertheless i think that you know because of the the weaknesses at linebacker have have been you know what's made their 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 pass defense suspect the other thing is that that traditionally this you know the Steelers have been and just a you know a dominant pass rush and that has not mm. been the case this year um their 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 pass rush has been way down and a lot of that obviously is for TJ Wad being injured but um since since he's been back he still doesn't quite look himself and and uh you know their their pass rush has not come all the way back um and uh, you know, but since Watt's been back on the field, the other outside linebacker, Alex Highsmith, has has looked a lot better because teams have to have to pay more attention to Watt. Um, Highsmith's having a really good season. I think he's he's up to ten or eleven sacks now. I hear Alex sighing a little bit uh, there. We'd been keeping tabs on Highsmith's career a bit as he was a guy that I know Alec. Uh, was pretty high on the Ravens drafting in 2020 and clearly oh, really? that did not happen. Yeah. Okay. He was, huh. I think he was the player I put as like the guy I thought the Ravens would get because he like perfectly fit the profile of the outside linebacker. They try to tackle yeah. or like try to get, um, 
you know, in a later round. And uh, he just like had all the characteristics that I thought were great. And I was like, I, I, similar to Pickens, and we'll talk about him later. He was like, <laughs> the guy I had my flag in as like, this is the player that the Ravens need in this draft. And uh, they didn't get him. So, <laughs> and, and yeah, he's been doing great. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't familiar with him before they drafted him, but but he's uh, he's, he's kind of kind of like like you know followed a trajectory like Bud Dupree, where you know he started out pretty good and he's just gotten gradually better. And of course, you know, not to pour salt in the wound for the Ravens, but again, uh, Highsmith was taken with the one hundred second overall pick in the draft, and then at the Previously, at the 98th overall pick in the draft, the Ravens selected uh, Malik Harrison with Alex Highsmith still on the board. But, um, <laughs> you know, make some good picks, make some bad picks. Uh, both these teams are uh, pretty good at drafting. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we can move on to the offense. Since we already talked about Mr. George Pickens, another guy that we at the Ravens uh, fan base was really excited that the Ravens might want to pick. Uh, instead, they took David Ajabo in the second round, who we're still waiting to see take the field and, and admittedly a you know there's high hopes for this guy when he's sure. on the field yeah. um he, uh, the scouting report on him is really good i mean he could he could be an alex highsmith uh level player or or much better. Sacks. or be. much better absolutely yeah. yeah um but uh the the picket to pickens combo uh does definitely seeming to be uh off to a, a good start maybe not great Pickens certainly seems a little further along than picket obviously quarterback is more a harder position to learn in the NFL. But um, yeah, I mean, looking at that combination right now, where do you feel that is right now uh, in relative to uh, your hopes for these guys when uh, they were drafted back in the spring? Um, I, I would say exceeded on both, both counts. I, I, uh, um, the, the, the report on Pickens was that, you know, he had a ton of talent, but that he, uh, he, that he was really raw and needed a lot of development. Um, and, you know, I think he's, he's already, you know, his, his route tree seems to have expanded, you know, more than maybe we had hoped, you know, he's been a, a human highlight reel on the, on the sidelines you know, another another concern with him coming in was was perhaps some some immaturity, and you've seen that a little bit. This the the this most recent game, he got into a little bit of a you know throw me the damn ball kind of thing. But but also, you know, maybe somewhat like um, warranted because you know he was open. Um, and and he was pretty consistently open this week and wasn't getting the targets. It seemed like it seemed like they were really trying to focus on getting Deontay Johnson back in the game this past week. Um, hmm. And he had a big drop the week before um, uh, against the Saints, and then you know, and then he had another one this week. He, he's he's really has has underwhelmed this year, um, and uh, so. I, I have a feeling that this could be a good, a big Pickens game because, uh, you know, because, you know, this last one wasn't, and, you know, maybe they're going to want to try to try to keep him happy and, you know, uh, keep him engaged. Um, but, but, you know, overall, like, like um, 
Now I will say like in preseason, you know, with some of the things we saw from him, not only in preseason games, but even more so in practice, you know, I will say that I, I, you know, I had visions of, uh, you know, continuing the uh, Justin Jefferson and uh, Jamar Chase uh, rookie uh, trajectory. Uh, And that hasn't happened, but that really wasn't possible with, with the rookie quarterback. So, um, you know, so, so maybe, maybe Pickens could be that kind of wide receiver down the road, but, but not yet with, uh, with Kenny Pickett, I was surprised with the draft, with the draft pick. I was, I was kind of expecting them to go Malik Willis. Um, and I was, you know, I was not jumping for joy with Kenny Pickett, uh, selection. Um, and, What's been a pleasant surprise so far with him is the um, just his 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 poise, his calmness, his leadership. He he really he he doesn't he doesn't seem like a, a, a rookie in how he's responded to things. I don't think that he's um, you know I, I don't think he's as 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 physically talented as, as, you know, some of the, some other star quarterbacks out there. So, you know, hopefully that can come with time, but, but, you know, the, 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 a lot of the, the intangibles he really has down earlier than expected. Um, and, and uh, um, so that's, that's been a pleasant surprise. He's, he hasn't made a lot of mistakes. He has, you know, his, his, Touchdown to interception ratio is a disaster, uh, but but you know two things. You know, first yeah. of all, it's front loaded, right? It's front loaded. Those eight interceptions are all like in his first three or four games, and about half of those were you know were fluky deflections and stuff. Now he did have a couple of very ugly uh, interceptions at the end of the Miami game. You know, he blew the game at the end with an interception in the end zone. Um, but but uh, uh, the last three games, I don't think he's had any turnovers. He he's uh, um, you know I don't think he's thrown any interceptions. Um, and you know part of that again has been conservative game plan. You know they they've they've really are seem to be trying to not put him in a position where he's going to you know where he's gonna gonna be able to to hang himself. And, uh, but, but also, you know, a lot of it's Kenny too. I think he's, he's making some smart decisions. I think he's scrambling an appropriate amount. You know, I don't think he's too quick to bail on the play, but, but, you know, when he sees an opening, he he will take it. And he's made, uh, made a lot of first downs with, with, with his legs. And, um, and it's nice to see, you know, them to be able to use a QB sneak on a, you know, third and a foot, you know, they, they, years they they went for, for whatever reason six foot six ben rathelsberger they never did QB <laughs> sneaks with them but uh but pickett will do them so so i'm i'm cautiously optimistic i you know i i i'm you know there uh i think that um that pickens is going to be a star and you know i think that uh I think Pickett is a legit starter. You know, it remains to be seen whether he's a legit starter at 
you know, at the Andy Dalton level or at the Joe Burrow level, you know, but, but he's, he's, he's not, he's not uh, crashing and burning. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely excited to see Kenny Pickett's first action against the Ravens defense. I see in the notes that the offensive line has been gradually improving all year and they're better in run blocking than pass. Is that something that you're concerned about going into this matchup with the uh, defensive line and outside linebacker group that the Ravens are uh, offering? They haven't. I, I don't. I, I don't really know. Um, how, how are the Ravens? Do the, are the Ravens getting a lot of sacks this year? We are. I, I yeah. fear we're ranked, but it's pretty high up. Yeah. The the. Um, I don't feel like the Steelers have given up a lot of sacks, but a lot of that is because you know Kenny's been forced to run, um, and and so yeah that 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 is a is a concern. You know if they if they're not able to get the run game going, because I know that the Ravens run defense is really tough. Um, if they're, if they're not able to get the, the run game going, I think what could make the difference is if, you know, if the, the offensive line is able to hold up against the pass rush, because that has been very, very hit or miss. Um, they're, Left tackle Dan Moore Jr. You know, some games he looks adequate, and some games he looks like a disaster. But uh, you know, again, they they the whole offensive line. They're they're you know one one thing that's um, they do have going for them is they've had the same five offensive line uh, in every game. They haven't they have not had you know one change in the offensive line, and a lot of offensive line play I think has to do with you know with building that that cohesion and, and uh, teamwork and trust in one another. So, you know, I do, I do see, you know, gradual improvements in them, but they're, you know, they're not, um, you know, they're, they're not the, the Cowboys line of a couple of years ago by any means, or even the Steelers line of a couple of years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, again, when we're talking about the offensive line, uh, looking at the run blocking in particular, uh, I think we, we do still have to talk about, uh, Najee Harris, um, a guy who was first on pick for you guys last year and um, has certainly, you know, been a, a kind of a tough player to pin down, I think, exactly as far as what is his value to a team? Um, is, he a, is he a volume guy? Is he a guy who can make plays for you? Is it someone that this is what the Steelers are expecting from him? Are they expecting more uh, how much of where Najee is this season, whether that's positive or negative, uh, depending on your take, do you think is a result of the offensive line play and how much of it is that, uh, this guy is still just adjusting to the NFL? Um, well, I, I will say that, that, uh, that you, you see his results this year kind of mirroring what I'm, what I'm saying of the improvement in the, in the offensive line, this, uh, this most recent game against the Falcons was by far his best game of the year. No, definitely. Yeah. But, but that also doesn't exactly answer your question because, because uh, he, um, he was dealing with nagging foot injuries through the first half of the season. Um, And it's hard to say how that was affecting him because, because, you know, although there was nothing obvious, you know, he just wasn't producing. It was just very pedestrian. 
Um, and this last game was really the first time where you're seeing him, you know, hit the line and then gain another four or five yards after contact. Um, and, and so I don't know, it feels like a cop out to say it's, it's a bit of both, but I do think it is. I think, I think the line, uh, has, has improved. And I think, you know, Najee's gotten healthier. Um, and, and, uh, um, so I don't know, um, you know, I, I, I had very, very high hopes for Najee as, as uh, Alec knows, I was, you know, way over drafting him in, in <laughs> fantasy everywhere. Um, you know, I, I just, I saw, you know, boy, they're, you know, rookie quarterback, they're not going to be throwing aggressively, you know, Najee's going to be getting everything. You know, I saw that on paper coming into the year, we had made some pretty big improvements in our offensive line, but you know, that didn't show up right away. Um, you know, Roethlisberger checked down to Najee eight times a game. And so I didn't, you know, I knew if that could continue to some extent with Pickett, you know, I thought, oh man, he could get 80 catches. That has not been the case. Um, so, so, uh, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, that he is, um, you know, I think he's a very solid running back, but I just, I don't know if he's ever going to be a, a, a superstar like we hoped he would be. I think the last guy I want to talk about from a skill position uh, standpoint is was another guy from that draft class, uh, Pat Fryermuth. Again, we were talking about in, in the last podcast that while the Ravens were able to shut down the Broncos offense, the one area where the Broncos did have some success was in passing to their uh, their tight end, rookie tight end, Greg Dulcich. Mm-hmm. And Fryermuth, unlike uh, Pitts, has actually had a, a, a pretty decent sophomore campaign, I would say. Yeah. Um, and seems to be developing a bit of a rapport with uh, Kenny Pickett. So I guess you know, when you're looking at Fryermuth, is this a guy who has been, you're looking at him and, and like he's been a consistent uh, pass catcher for this team, regardless of defense? Does he struggle against certain types of coverages or is he just got old reliable uh, target, um, you know, kind of in the vein of like say a Mark Andrews for the Ravens or, or maybe a Heath Miller back in the day for the Steelers? Yeah, I you know I don't know how to answer the question about specific coverages, but but yeah, he um, he has tremendous hands. Really, just catches anything that comes near him. He's not you know I think he's a, he's not um, he's not an exceptional athlete. Um, but boy, this last week did you, did you see his big reception this week? The fifty-seven. I did see that one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he just trucked a couple guys and yeah it's a good play I, even though you know even though they're Steelers players if it's a good play especially tight ends I love as Baltimore fans we love tight ends like I, I I'll give credit where it's due it was a great play <laughs> yeah yeah it was that again like with Najee you know Firemuth also had his best game of the season um and so I think the uh you know Heath Miller is a pretty good cop I think he's just you know he's 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 reliable he's not you know good hands he's not an uh not an exceptional athlete i don't know if he's the the blocker that heath miller was but but he's he's done okay in that um you know maybe a little better than we might have thought he was uh coming coming in um 
and uh, Cam Hayward's little brother had his first touchdown as a tight end for the Steelers. Um, he he hasn't really done much for this for the the Steelers this uh, this year, but but he had a nice highlight this week. The other tight end, um, Gentry, uh, kind of funny. Uh, he's actually the the grandson of my high school football coach. Uh, uh, oh wow! Was was uh, Gentry? Yeah. So you know he was he was kind of he was kind of a Bear Bryant figure in New Mexico. Like he had you know he had coached at my high school for forty years. You know had had three hundred and twenty wins or something like that. Um, you know had been there forever. Um, so, so imagine like, like, uh, like one of my best friends, you know, who, you know, he and his brother played football for my school, his, their dad played football for, for this guy. Uh, you know, one of my best friends, middle name is Gentry because he's named after the coach Bill Gentry. Um, so imagine, you know, the, uh, you know, imagine Bear Bryant after coaching Alabama for 40 years decides, I'm going to go out and coach Georgia for my last couple of years. <laughs> that was kind of what happened to us. Our, our <laughs> high school coach went up and, and uh, coached one of our cross town rivals. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, Gentry, uh, I have a little weird personal connection just with the name. <laughs> um, but he's, he's, he's been a, you know, adequate tight end blocking tight end and, and, they keep trying to do these funky shovel passes with him that don't work. And, um, <laughs> but he tries. So yeah, their, their, their tight ends are, are solid. They're not, they're not, uh, remarkable. Um, I think, I think, um, uh, is very good. Uh, you know, but, but he's not, you know, he, nobody's going to mistake him for, for Mark Andrews athletically and nobody's going to mistake him for, Gronk when it comes to blocking. So there are actually two other players I wanted to talk about before we closed out on both sides of the ball. So Ogunjobi will be the first time he's playing uh, the Ravens as a Steeler, and also the first time that he gets to play the only team, the Ravens, he hasn't played for yet in the AFC North. <laughs> so oh, that's true. <laughs> just, a, just a fun note there. Also, we talked last episode about um, us drafting Stout in the fourth round and uh, not a wide receiver. Well, one of the wide receivers that the Ravens were tied to, particularly where they went ahead and picked likely, was right before we got sniped. Um, the Steelers picked Calvin Austin. He's on IR as of a month ago with a foot injury like Bateman. Yeah. So don't know if he would have been helping us <laughs> in that alternate timeline. But uh, I'm actually very happy we got likely. He seems like one of the Steelers yeah, of the draft. Like, likely, likely looks really good. I've been, been impressed with him. For sure. And I think like... It's really interesting some of the parallels and the drafting that's gone on. You know, we talked about Pickens and how uh, we picked Jabo instead. Well, Jabo's been like quote unquote healthy for a couple of weeks now and just been a game day inactive. Um, Harbaugh says it's because of the amount of uh, outside linebackers, but I would love to know more about the rules and like practicing schedule because I wouldn't shock me if they just wanted to get him back and able to practice at a higher level. Than he was allowed before uh-huh. because he was also two months behind on Bowser's timeline and Bowser just started playing a month ago. So it just seems like he might not actually be fully healthy. It's definitely raising a lot of uh, angst in the community. I've called it straight down negligent. Like if he's actually healthy, 
I can't believe that we have some of these special teamers active that don't provide anything on defense over Jabo. I don't think I realized that he was on the uh, the inactive uh, 53 right now. I thought he was still on IR. Yep, every week. Every week he's inactive. And we're just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, and uh, it's one of those things where, yes, we actually had like, we had no outside linebackers to think of, and now we definitely have a surplus. But you can't tell me, like, I, I, I'm not convinced that if Ojaba's healthy, he would not be more beneficial to the team than like random special teamer, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> one of them got hurt. One of them got hurt in this game. So I'm wondering if this is the week. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't, they haven't rolled him out there yet to see what they got. If, if he's, if he's truly healthy. I mean, he has, he's had no training camp. There's a lot of reasons you could like explain this away, but if I'm the Ravens, He's a dedicated pass rusher. He does nothing else. He's never a surprise. And like you're just like, go get the quarterback. Like that's your assignment. You don't need to need the playbook. If you're in there, <laughs> you just go get him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh it's definitely a little bit concerning. It's one of the decisions amongst many this year where it has me scratching my head. And I want to give benefit of doubt to Harbaugh, because I think he's a good coach, and I don't want to like you know, cut his job. But when I see people complain about Harbaugh and some of the decisions he makes, sometimes I'm like, maybe that's why. Do we want to move on to bowl predictions and score predictions? Uh, I think we're ready to do that. Unless uh, Steve, there's anything else you wanted to uh, get to in this game? Um, no, nothing. I, I, you know, I guess it will be. Um, I'm curious to see if Chris Boswell is back this week. We've, he's been injured for three for three weeks now, and. Uh, Michael Wright uh, had a really shaky start, but the last couple of weeks he's been pretty solid, although he has banked a couple of them in. Um, uh, but he's he's not Chris Boswell, so you know, hoping to see Chris Boswell back. But yeah, I don't I don't th- I don't think I had any other items. Well, I'll lead it off like this: Pittsburgh is currently favored by three points, so Vegas definitely has no belief really? in Huntley. Okay, yeah. And the over-under is a measly 37 points, which I believe is even lower than the over-under last week against Denver, which was the biggest missed bet of my life was not betting that because I knew it was going to be under. And I just didn't bet it. Like, it, it, like <laughs> I felt so confident it was going to be under that I should have bet like the farm on it. You know, <laughs> I was like, how did I not even bet it once? <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, a better. And, and I don't really, you know, follow sports lines very much, but it's interesting to hear you say that because, because my, my, uh, you know, my off the cuff score prediction was 20 to 17, which is exactly the over under you're saying and exactly the spread. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know. I don't know if that's the, the pick I'm staying with, but that was my, that was my, uh, my initial thought was, was Steelers 2017. But now I, now I, I feel lame for being chalky without even knowing it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's totally valid to feel like that. Um, but you can definitely go with it. We won't judge you for it. <laughs> Um, I think my, my bold prediction is, uh, is that, uh, uh, this is, this is going to be, um, I think this is going to be the, the picket to pickens breakout game. 
um, I, I think that uh, uh, Kenny hasn't broken 300 yet, and so I think he's going to have his first uh, first 300 yard game. And I think uh, we I don't I don't remember. I think finally we we uh, we've now have two touchdowns that are two touchdown passes that are longer than 10 yards. They're like 17 and 22 or something like that. And uh, uh, so, you know, I think I think Pickett is going to uh, I think Pickens is going to get a big touchdown, you know, a, a bomb shot, 40, 40 to 50 yard touchdown. So that's that's my bold prediction. 300, 300 yards passing for for Kenny Pickett and uh, um, a, a 50 plus yard touchdown for for Pickens. And if Pickens has his breakout game against the Ravens, I think Ravens Twitter is going to melt. <laughs> it's it's going to be offline for a few days. It's, There's it been so many away. like thermal meltdown moments recently that the Ravens Twitter could have gone down for. E- like this, this, Even this if the Ravens be- win the game, it'll it'll still. <laughs> this is this is what's going to sink Elon. We thought it was going to be the World Cup, but it's going to be Ravens Twitter and Pickens as well, or Pickens rather does well. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting game. I think it's going to be a, a defensive uh, slog fest. The under is definitely appealing to me in this game. I did have a question here uh, before I was making my score prediction. Here. I was wondering, what is the lowest scoring game in NFL history? And and Steve, I'm actually interested to see if you know the answer, know the uh, answer. to this question. I, I think you should, based on what I found. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Steelers 3, Dolphins 0. Uh, that's that's what I saw. Yeah, it looks like the game was in two thousand. A walk off uh, field goal in the last play of the oh, game. Man. So uh, the uh, that was the game with the famous. Uh, that was that was um, early on in the history of Heinz Field, um, and the field was atrocious. It was like ankle deep mud. There was a punt. Jeez. <laughs> there's a famous. I don't know if you guys remember. There's a famous uh, uh, punt that Steelers punt that just planted in the in the mud and just it just landed and it, Stuck. it just landed and <laughs> and like a shot put <laughs> it didn't balance <laughs> and uh uh yeah that was one of the ugliest games ever <laughs> oh man well i don't think it's going to be that low scoring yeah. and uh, particularly if 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 weather was was that much of a of an impediment um i think we're not going to get that this game but i do i am expecting a very low scoring game i wouldn't be shocked if neither offense scores a touchdown if the only touchdown in this game comes via defense and special teams and i think that's what i'm going to do uh my score prediction will be that the ravens eke it out 12 to 9 okay (laughs) and that while there will be no offensive touchdowns scored in this game uh the game will not go without a touchdown okay so i guess you're predicting i'm predicting a safety in there somewhere for either of the two teams (laughs) <laughs> or a missed extra point. Yeah, it's right. Be, yeah, if it's twelve nine Ravens, it's got to be a safety because you're, you're not. Either, either not don't don't jinx us. We that, for an extra point. Yeah, <laughs> you, you'd go, the, for, the, go for the two exactly. Uh, a, a two score or a, you know a five point game. <laughs> don't get it. Exactly right. <laughs> Very interesting pick. All right. Well, last week we were all comically wrong. Two sacks for OA. I was the closest probably of all of these because he had one sack. Kohler was not activated and did not get a touchdown. And Gus Edwards barely played, let alone get two <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> so 
we're off to an amazing start yet again. So um, I promise we make our predictions way too bold. I don't know. How many have we gotten right this year? Not including many. guests. It's like literally three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we've been, I, I think we've been very bold this year. You're right. I, I I'm I'm not optimistic about about my pick. Uh, you know, moving the needle there, but but I'll be happy if I do. <laughs> the absolutely hilarious thing is, I called for seventy or over sixty percent of snaps for Hamilton in week seven, and he was one week away from being heavily used. <laughs> I would have been right one week later. I was on the right track, yeah. <laughs> but it but it took a little longer than I thought. Got to send the crystal balls in to get a uh, uh, get worked on. Yeah, troubleshooted. <laughs> For real. All right. Well, I'll say my bold prediction is that uh, Tyler Huntley will be responsible for three touchdowns. I'm, I'm not saying that he throws for three. I'm saying that between running and, and throwing. So if he hands the ball off to Kenyon Drake. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping one of those is to the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's actually pretty funny. If that if, if true that does not count. Um. Yeah. Oh no, that was the first thing. I was I was thinking you were you were leaving the net wide open there to you know catch more possibilities to get it no, right. Uh, That's kind of what I did. You guys wrote it in that I said that you know the game would be uh, have an offense or a special team to defensive touchdown for the Ravens. Technically, I said the game would have a defensive or special teams touchdown. Could be, could be Minka. <laughs> I do think this is I do think this is very bold and. Like now that I've said it and based on current offensive projections and their defense, I'm a little nervous about it, but I'm going to stick with it. I think that I wouldn't be surprised if Huntley has another good game and uh, like keeping the trains on schedule with the Steelers works out better for him. I don't know. Just, just a hunch score prediction. Not very far off. I think the Ravens are going to manage to score 24 points. And I'm going to say that, um, the Steelers scored 12. I think that the Ravens do figure out a way. I don't think – I think Pickett's not going to be able to get a touchdown against his defense. His defense hasn't let up a touchdown in a while. Um, well, I guess just only this game, but if you went back a little bit further, it's been a while. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of my thought. I think that the defense might be able to really clamp down on the rookie. Well, it's great to have you on, uh, Steve, and hopefully we get a great game Sunday. Uh, another classic Raven Steelers game would be great to watch. And uh, as always, you can always subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, as well as YouTube for great Ravens content all season long. And uh, hopefully some playoff content this year as well. So let's go Ravens. Get the win. All right. Take care, guys. We'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>